This episode of Rising Quilt Stars is brought to you by Peace Fabric Co. Hi friends, it's Kendra from Peace Fabric Co. here. Peace Fabric Co. is an online Canadian fabric shop that ships internationally. We stock Kona, Art Gallery Fabrics, Ruby Star Society, Moda, Oracle Thread, and more. I am so pleased to be supporting Rochelle in the Rising Quilt Stars podcast. Isn't it so great to be hearing of all these designers? From the date this episode airs, June 2nd, until June 15th, all of the quilt kits for Rochelle's quilts are 20% off at Peace Fabric Co. with the code Rochelle20. That's Rochelle20. Need help choosing a custom bundle? Online fabric shopping can be difficult, but at Peace Fabric Co., we make it easy. You can book a video call with me so you can see the fabric laid out together. No more relying on the tiny photos on your screen to make sure your bundle of fabric is perfect. Book by heading to my shop at peacefabric.co. I look forward to helping you. And now, on to the show. On this episode of Rising Quilt Stars, my guest is Julie Ray Brown. Julie is an independent artist and owner of Luzi Sombra Fiber Art Company. After 15 years as a language teacher, she started this little creative business to break from the routine of life and take a chance on doing what she truly loves. She finds so much satisfaction working and creating with her hands. When she's not at her sewing machine, you can usually find her on a yoga mat, riding a bicycle, or hanging out in a hammock. She currently lives in Seattle, Washington, with her partner, rescue dog, and soon-to-be new little human, expected to arrive September of 2021. Welcome, Julie, to the show. Would you like to tell me about your quilting story? I have always been dabbling in different, I guess, media, different arts. Uh, In high school, I took every art class I could. And throughout my 20s, I dabbled in acrylics and in oil painting and ceramics. And I always had something, but none of it ever stuck. Um, My grandma was a quilter. My um, mom sewed me clothes when, when I was young. Um, so I've kind of had that in my background, but had never actually sat at a sewing machine before. Yeah. And in, uh, from 2009 to 2012, I was working full-time and in grad school. And in 2012, when I graduated, I suddenly found I had this time that I hadn't had in a few years and decided to buy a used sewing machine that I found on Craigslist and thought that, ah, this might just be the next thing I dabble in. Um, you're like, test what? It out. I don't know what to do with my hands right now. I'm, I have free time. What should I yeah. do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been using my brain so much that yeah. my hands yeah. were craving doing something. That's exactly yeah. what it was. And sewing stuck. I, you know, I remember trying to sew my very first skirt and I had no idea what I was doing and it didn't fit at all. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> um, but I watched, got some books, watched lots of YouTube videos and really got into garment sewing for a while. Um, I took a couple of years where I committed to not buying any new clothes and everything that I, any new clothes I acquired, I had to make myself. And that was really great. It was empowering. I loved working with fabric and there was, there's something very practical about garment making that I, I, I still make my own clothes now and then, but it wasn't itching that creative scratch that I had. Um, I have a pretty simple style. I don't, in terms of wardrobe and so yeah, yeah, exactly. We call it a function over fashion here. Exactly. Exactly. And so I, 
Yeah. So I tried my hand at quilting and immediately fell in love. I feel like it was kind of that intersection of creative expression using a medium that I had really fallen in love with using fabrics. And, and I had followed a couple of patterns, but kind of very quickly started to take the little bit I had learned and tried piecing my own, my own designs together. And, and there was something about the math of it that, that really made sense to me. Yeah. And so this is the thing that stuck. Oh, that's awesome. So you haven't, how long have you been quilting for then? A few years? Oh yeah, a few years. I would say I probably made my first quilt in 2017. I had done some like quilted bags and and smaller things before, but quilting really, really has been in the last three, four years that I've, I've kind of really um, immersed myself in that. How did you turn your love of garment design and quilting into your now quilt pattern design career part of it? I, you know, when I fell in love with sewing, I thought for a long time, it would be so great. Like I would love to do this and make money, like make money doing what I love. Like how great would that be? That's kind of a a dream, not one that I ever thought was realistic. Um, I worked as a, as an English language teacher for 15 years, uh, this past year decided to, so this past school year, 2020, 2021 decided to take a sabbatical with the, um, encouragement and support of my partner, just, just to take some space in my life. I had felt that after 15 years, I, I was ready for a break, break, ready, yeah, exactly. Ready to, I don't know explore some different, some different pursuits. And, uh, I made that decision last summer and in, it must've been late summer or the fall. I saw that, uh, Amber Elliott of Alderwood studio was offering a pattern writing Academy. And it kind of felt like the stars were aligning because I wasn't exactly sure what I was going to be doing with my year off with my time. I've always been very good at staying busy and doing things, but didn't feel like I had a lot of direction to it. I had started going through the artist's way, which is a book by Julia Cameron as kind of a way to help focus some of my energy in terms of, in terms of creating, creating art. Um, And then when her class fell into my awareness, I was like, that's what I want to do. And I went through the course and she just did such a beautiful job laying out exactly what, what it took to create a quilt pattern. And I felt that it was a really, really big stepping stone. There was so many things that I would have had to figure out on my own that I didn't have to because it was laid out in the course for me. So I'm super grateful to her for that um, and for the opportunity to take that course because that's really what jump-started me into into pattern writing. And I've loved it. I've released one pattern. I have a second one that is out to testers right now and I hope to release in a couple of weeks. Awesome. Tell me about your first one. I saw a little bit about it. Tell me a little bit more about how that one came to fruition. Yeah, my first... Uh, first pattern is called the Kilna quilt. Kilna is Hindi for blossom. And I had spent two years, I was living in uh, teaching in India, lots of certainly a place where there's lots of sources of inspiration, a very, you know, vibrant, colorful, lively experience. And one of the things that I really, that really caught my attention were the colors and everywhere, everywhere I went, there were flower garlands that were being sold often marigolds, but a wide variety of flowers that were used for weddings that were used as pujas or prayer offerings. And, um, so that kind of became the inspiration of the quilt. The design was just one that I had been playing with. And so I have sketchbooks filled with, with lots of different designs. And I started working with this, uh, the design of this quilt. And as I was creating it, the idea of connecting it to the flower garlands came to mind. I, I really, that's what I saw in this design and I, as I was creating it. So that's the, that's the inspiration. 
Great. Uh, my travels. So your business name is Luzi Sombra, which means light and shadow. And mm -hmm. on your website, it says inspired by the transitional nature of things. How does that translate into your quilt making? Can you explain a little bit more about that? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. One of the things I think a lot about um, in a lot of different aspects of my life, but I think specifically with quilting is where these things come from. You know, you go to a fabric store and you buy a, buy a yard, some yardage of fabric and sew it together and you have a quilt, but there's more to a quilt story than just that. The fibers come from somewhere, whether they're cotton or linen. Um, you know, they, they started from a seed, they grow in a field, there's hands that pick them, that process them, that operate the machinery that weaves them into the fabric that I buy and transform with my hands and then pass it on to wherever it goes after. And I encourage, you know, people who purchase my quilts or receive my quilts to use them, get grass stains on them, spill wine on them. That's part of the quilt story. And eventually those fibers will break down and return to the earth and kind of continue that, that cycle. And there's something about that, that way of thinking that's been really powerful and transformative in my life. And as I, as I mentioned in a lot of different ways. And I think specifically with quilting, that's a connection I try to keep as I'm, as I'm working on all, all of my quilt. I kind of see it as you have the seed that starts out as like the idea for the quilt comes up and then you nurture it up, make it grow into a, a quilt. I found that that statement in your website, very um, comforting, I guess, like, you know, I, uh, it all, it is all really one big cycle. So I can really yeah. appreciate that part of you it. Know, exactly. That. And I think it keeps me from focusing too much on the product on, the, on an end product that you know these are the steps and this is the end there is no end it it's something that continues yeah. to cycle and as you mentioned every idea is a seed and you know might lead to a design and then that design might inspire something further yeah. Um, yeah, I found that to be a really, really powerful you know, statement mm -hmm. and observation. So I, I can appreciate that. And I'll take that with me to the fabric store next time. Like, you know, these bolts of fabric didn't, they just didn't appear. They were grown from, you know, even the pattern itself was grown from an idea. So that was really, uh, that was really intriguing for me. So thank you for sharing that. <laughs> Where do you typically find or look to find your inspiration? I feel like there's so many places. I, I think one one place I feel really inspired is nature. I would say nature and just the environment, like whether that be buildings or plants. I'm constantly taking pictures of things. I'm constantly walking around sketching things. So I would say that's a big source of inspiration. I think the other one is, I don't know exactly how, how like I want to say literature, but that doesn't really seem to capture. Um, it doesn't seem to be that narrow. I have a ritual every morning where I meditate and then I write. And I think a lot of inspiration just comes from that, just from processing things that are on my mind or things that I'm experiencing or witnessing. And I think literature is a big part of that, but not exclusively. My The pattern that I'm working on right now was inspired by a quote from a novel, um, Cloud Atlas, and it's the multitude quilt. And there was something about an idea in that book that really captured my attention that kind of became the inspiration for this, for this quilt. So I would say there's lots of different uh, sources for finding it and just try to keep my eyes open and pay attention to what's around me, both in my physical environment and what's going reading. on inside me as well. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. So yeah. you're, you're like me, you probably carry your sketchbook everywhere and you don't feel right if yeah. you don't have it with you. And it's just, a, it is comforting in itself to have an idea and be able to write it down for later and save it. Definitely. What is your worst quilting mishap? You know, there isn't one big one that comes to mind, but I, I would say almost every quilt I make, I sew something on backwards. <laughs> 
I sew some block on the wrong way or I mean every time I do it I'm like really really you haven't like learned to double check you've done this a hundred um, times how are you still doing this exactly, kind of thing? Yeah. <laughs> exactly so that's probably the most consistent mishap I make you're consistently um, inconsistent there you go yeah <laughs> I would say I would say the other big one is that this doesn't happen every quilt just a couple of times but just not I can tell when I'm when I'm rushing when I'm trying to get something done I'm not as careful about lining up my seams and my seam allowance and then I'll get to a point where things aren't matching up and uh so that's that is where I have to catch myself I'm like okay if you're rushing take a pause if yeah. you're trying to get it done take a pause uh, it's not worth it yeah I'm uh I'm in the same boat as you so I've I feel yeah. <laughs> what is your favorite part of quilt designing? It feels like an impossible question. I really, truly love, I love the whole process of it. I would say my, I guess if I had to choose a favorite part, it's probably taking the, the process that I use is I generally design it um, either in a sketchbook, but more and more I've been using, using the computer to, to design and then I'll write a draft of the pattern and then I'll make it. Sometimes I'll make it first, but generally that's the that's the flow that I use. And I would say my my favorite part is probably actually make following my own pattern to make the quilt and seeing it actually come together in real life and not just on a screen and not just in a sketchbook. Yeah. Um, that's pretty cool to see. That is always very intriguing. What is your least favorite part of quilt designing? Oh. Um, you know, I feel like the right answer is figuring out all the math, like the fabric requirements and all of that. But there is something oddly satisfying about that as well. I feel like it's a nice balance to, you know, the, the creative part of it. Um, so I guess if I had to choose a least favorite part, it's probably that like sitting down and, and figuring out all the numbers in my head. And sometimes my, it gives me a bit of a headache, but I appreciate the balance that it offers as well. What is your worst crafty habit? I have a really bad habit of uh, moving my iron rather than pressing. And I recognize it. And when I do curves, it always comes back to haunt me. <laughs> um, the, I, I get a little overzealous sometimes. So that's that's probably the one that, and sewing things on backwards, apparently that came up. <laughs> oh well, that's, a, that's easily solvable. That's a, I've heard worse crafty habits. So I saw your Ventanas quilt, which you made by cutting it up and turning it into a new one. Can you explain that process to me? It, it became a happy accident. I, it's my understanding. <laughs> it did. Uh, I sometimes have a hard time of just letting myself play. I'm very good at like stacking up multiple projects and making lists and getting things done. <laughs> and I, I try to be intentional about making time to just play. And so this yeah. Uh, this quilt kind of came from a play that wasn't going the direction I wanted and got restructured into something new. And I had acquired, I don't even remember where, some fat quarters um, with printed fabrics. And I don't generally use printed fabrics in my quilting. I tend to lean more towards solids. Yeah. There's something I find intimidating about printed fabrics. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> And, um, you know, I had this idea of doing some kind of scrappy quilt and, you know, cut them up into thin strips and started sewing them together. And it was feeling really busy. And I'm like, I don't, this is not me, this, and it was just an exercise in play. I didn't really have, you know, a final product in mind or a, a goal necessarily. And so I took it and cut it up 
cut all the strips back up again and just started playing with a different arrangement. I grabbed some solids to, I'm like, I think I need some solids and neutrals to balance out these prints. Just started sewing the strips around some squares and built it out from there. And I was like, hey, I could put all these together with a border and, um, or some sashing. That's kind of how it came about. It it was very organic. It wasn't, um, like I said, my process is usually sitting down at my computer and like coming up with a design and finalizing all of that and then writing a pattern before I even start cutting fabric. Um, And this was completely opposite. So it was, it was, it was a nice exercise and just kind of letting, letting my spontaneous creativity come to life and, and in, in shifting and adjusting um, something that isn't going I don't want to say it isn't going well because it that's part of the process too. Just uh, wasn't wasn't aesthetically pleasing. You made it into something that you you love now. It's uh, yeah. 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 I, you said you're going to make a possibly make a pattern out of it. I'm considering it. Yeah, I, I've I've been dabbling in in perhaps uh, writing that and having it as like a free pattern to to subscribers or something yeah. like that. So I've been kind of toying with it. Yeah. Um, have Everybody it, loves haven't gotten around to actually writing the pattern yet, but but that yeah. uh, I have that kind of bookmarked in the back of my head. That's good. I'm glad that was a happy accident. And I think giving yourself that space to play teaches that better than, I mean, yeah, you could read about, you know, different design philosophies and, and everything like that, but there's something about actually doing it, having it not work and readjusting that I think is a really powerful yeah. uh, lesson. So uh, I, I, I still am not very good at giving myself time to just like spontaneously play, but that was a positive experience. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not very good at that either. I resolved to send out 52 postcards, so a postcard a week. Oh wow! Um, so I've sent out one every Monday so far this year. It kind of forces me to to do something that is you know mm-hmm. spontaneous and just it's just a quick and easy project to you know get those play whatever. <laughs> you call them yeah. um, started and you know get it uh get your brain kind of out of the the rut that it might be stuck in. yeah, yeah. Like creating, like almost creating, I don't want to say like scheduling play but almost creating a ritual of it yeah a ritual yeah I think actually too it might be good to to schedule play like a recess every day for kids but for adults <laughs> I mean if it's not scheduled often our days don't don't yeah. make space for it naturally we should, so. we should put that on our to-do list every day <laughs> yeah I agree all right do you have a favorite or go-to color palette that you tend to gravitate towards oh that's a good question because I feel like there's the color palettes that I like and then the color palettes I gravitate towards I do tend to gravitate I think more towards more earthy tones neutral earthy tones not exclusively sometimes I'll bring in a pop of color but I would say I would say generally my style is more uh, on the muted side. I think my my uh, everyday clothing style is probably even even more uh, neutral and less vibrant than my quilts are. My quilts, I will I will pull in a pop of color and, and maybe a preferred color palette is still something that is emerging for me. Yeah. Um, I I am I do like to play with some different color combinations and you know kind of like the Ventana's quilt they don't always work out. Um, I would say I like, like the earth tones, but I also like high contrast for most of my quilts, I would say. Uh, it's hard to have a hard and fast rule because I feel like I've played with yeah. a lot of different, uh, with a lot of different color palettes. Yeah. So where can people find you on the internet? I am on Instagram at Lucy Sombra Fiber Art. My website is lucysombrafiberart.com. 
So I guess thank you for joining me here. I really thank you appreciate for it, inviting me here. This is a treat. I had a blast. Thanks for sharing yeah. about your yeah. life and about your business. And um, of course, I wish you all the best in your uh, future quilty endeavors. Thank you. All right. Thank you very you take much. Take care. You too. All right. Bye bye. Mm-hmm.